it's jazz and i'm back for another episode of and all that jazz podcast now i don't know about y'all but i cannot believe that november is over um (laughs) the day that this drops will be or this will be dropping on november 30th so it is the end of the november and that means we are winding down 2021 and it is crazy to me how fast this year has flown by I feel like just yesterday we were, or I was spending Christmas at my parents' house in a Merry Thickmas crop sweatshirt. (laughs) And we are coming up on another Christmas that I will be spending at my parents' house. Probably not in that same crop sweatshirt, but something just as comfortable. Um, But before I get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I kind of wanted to... um, recognize and honor some greats who have recently passed. So I'm recording this on Sunday, the 28th, and um, I found out, I think maybe two hours ago, that Virgil Abloh passed away. Now, for those of you who don't know, he was not only the founder of Off-White, but he was the artistic director of Louis Vuitton, and the menswear, and he was truly an icon. Like, he was an innovator who breathed new life. He was able to breathe new life into couture and able to fill a niche um, that was missing, which was like streetwear and making it cool to the everyday person. Um, He was your favorite's favorite when it came to, especially your new favorite's favorite, when it came to the creativeness, the genius that he was. And um, he lost his battle to cancer. And my deepest condolences and thoughts of prayer, thoughts and prayers of peace um, to his loved ones. We also lost another great... I mean, just musical genius and musical theater genius uh, that is Stephen Sondheim. So for those of you who don't know, he's another one. He's like, he's your favorite's favorite. Uh, All of your, all of the current musical theater playwrights and um, songwriters and everything, they looked up to him. Now, Stephen lived a long life. He was 91 when he passed. He did a lot in his life. He touched a lot of lives. He touched a lot of hearts. Um, he lived a very full life, but that doesn't make his passing hurt any less. Um, if you like Rent, if you like Hamilton, if you like Into the Woods, which he actually wrote, um, you like Stephen Sondheim. Like he is one of those his influence is he just influenced this generation and he will be very much missed by so many people my thoughts and prayers go out to not only his loved ones as well but those who have been influenced by him over the decades decade like the tributes that i saw on social media to this man are just beautiful just just beautiful Um, so just wanted to take a moment to recognize and honor these men for their contributions to society and let y'all know that, um, they will be missed. Speaking of contributions to society, let's talk about Terrell Grice. So, um, this past Thursday, so Thanksgiving, 
he released his one million show uh, special on YouTube. On YouTube. On YouTube. I feel like I can't stress that enough. For those of you who don't know, I've talked about Terrell before. Um, he is a YouTube content creator who what got his start reacting to uh, live performances on like the four, the voice, um, to videos, whatever like that. But he is a vocalist. The man can sing his ass off. Um, that then transitioned to uh, Song Association and his infamous Blue Wall. He's had legends like the Clark sisters, Shantae Moore, Kelly Price, um, to recent favorites like Amber Riley, Kevin Ross, Samo, Kirby, Stevie Mackey, um, Avery Wilson. I mean, and these are just a few names. He's had JoJo on there. Tori Kelly's been on there. Uh, and has... Duran Bernard has been on there just like so many great vocalists have been on the show playing with him and just showing us their vocal talents Cynthia Revo's been on there Estelle has been on there just the list goes on so um and all this content was available for free on YouTube I just for free on YouTube and the production level was phenomenal is phenomenal and that's just one show he also spun off and did uh tea and coco with coco jones where they had a cooking show and then he had a few more just i mean just it's a whole it's a whole production and the genius that is terrell grice i'm grateful for it anyway he had a million subscribers on youtube which is huge it is huge i think the only people i've seen with those kind of numbers are mr beast and that's probably because he gives away a lot of money but anyway terrell hit a huge milestone of a million followers uh, or subscribers on youtube and um rewarded us with an awards level like an awards production level show with <laughs> so many other people who have been on song association and others. He had, I mean, other peers in his field and y'all, it was a blessing. Like between the mashups, between the vocals, between the, the song arrangements, the, just the talent that was oozing on this show. I was in tears. I watched it live. I've watched it twice since. He dropped uh, the recordings from the the song recordings on uh, streaming platforms. I have them saved on playlists. I have listened to Amber Riley's uh, cover of Masterpiece by Jasmine Sullivan countless times since then. And I've cried every single time. That song is one of those is like what feels like a worship song but isn't that not only that song by jasmine sullivan but that cover by amber riley it's just it's everything and i want to say we're not worthy because we're not we're not but terrell puts out nothing less than perfection and for that i am grateful another thing i watched uh this weekend actually i think i watched it on thanksgiving day was uh Kevin Hart's mini series on 
Netflix called True Story with him and Wesley Snipes and Will Catled and a few other faces that I recognized. Um, that was good. I was talking to my parents the night before Thanksgiving, just running through some things or just talking with them. And I think they were starting it. And I was like, ah, I got to get off the phone with y'all because I don't want you to spoil anything. Y'all, I binge watched that entire miniseries. And if you haven't, I cannot encourage you enough to do so. It was so good. Kevin is a comedic genius. He's great. But where he shines is in his dramatic roles. Um, The movie that he did where he was a single father, I forgot the name of it. It's on Netflix as well. That one was good. When he was in the upside, that was good. Like he... He's great in comedic roles, but in dramatic roles, (sighs) so good. So, so good. Watch it. I don't know how else to say this. Watch it. Watch True Story on Netflix. It was really good. Um, But I wanted to talk about Thanksgiving really quickly. So this, I sent Thanksgiving by myself here in Nashville. Um, I was originally supposed to go to Hong Kong and those plans fell through. So, um, I didn't plan to go to Houston because I'm going to Houston for Christmas. So I cooked and it was good. I ended up making broccoli cheese rice casserole, which is something that I've made before a ton of times. Um, but dirty rice, collard greens, cornbread, um, and then I bought a rotisserie chicken. Y'all. I put my foot in that and I ate on it until I think I finished up. I think I still have some more cornbread left, which I'll be eating with some um, pot roast that I made last week as well. Uh, But it was really good. And I was proud of myself. I was not sure what I was going to do at first. Was fully prepared to just order some barbecue and call it a day. But I wanted some dirty rice and I'm like, okay, well, let me find some recipes. I did that and I'm proud of myself. I'm incredibly proud of myself. I'm not saying that I will be making a full Thanksgiving spread every year going forward, but I know that I can now cook like this for myself and for a small group of people. So there's that. I also wanted to share two more things with y'all. So, or two more things that I watched that one, I encourage you to watch the other. I can't believe I watched it. Uh, let's talk about the one that I can't believe I watched and then I'll finish this off with the one I encourage you to watch. So I watched Fast 9 yesterday or F9 or whatever they're calling it. The ninth installment of the Fast and Furious series. Um, the one that dropped earlier this year with John Cena and them going into space. And I can't really tell you why I watched it. I knew it wasn't going to be good. I saw the ratings. I'd heard the critic reviews on it. And I heard that it was unrealistic and I was still like, you know what? I want to see it. I think I'd heard it mentioned on a few podcast episodes recently where people were talking about just how ridiculous the series has gotten. And, um, I was like, well, I got to see this from my own eyes. And it was, and am I still going to watch, um, the 10th installment? Absolutely. Am I going to see it in the theaters? Maybe not. But I'm going to, I mean, I have to. At this point, I've seen every other film. I got to watch the t- <laughs> installment. And it's, it, those kind of, it kind of reminds me of um, like the Hallmark and Lifetime movies <laughs> that I watch every holiday season. Like, it's the same plot. 
every time. They go through the same four plots every time. Either a businesswoman has gotten, um, or a career woman has gotten, she's inherited a property, or she's lost her job, or she's competing for a role or whatever like that. She falls in love with uh, a baker or a CEO or whatever and gives up everything and moves to the small town or whatever for love. And I watch those every every single year without failure. And I'm like, if I can watch those, I can watch Fast 9. Um, but one that I watched, one of the uh, Lifetime movies that I watched yesterday that I loved um, and I guess this is kind of a, a bonus one because <laughs> there's something else I want to share with y'all. Um, I watched the latest installment of the Merry Little series on Lifetime with Kelly Rowland. And so this year she dropped Merry Little Christmas Baby. And it was so cute. And it was blackety black, y'all. I, it was something that I was not expecting on Lifetime. And I was here for it. Between all of the uh, black owned businesses that were spotlighted like uh Hanifa was in there they had so many Telfeezies I clocked at least three Telfeezies um a couple black Brandon Blackwood bags uh it was just and then the (laughs) the things that are just quintessential black American just what we do like the the Burberry baby shower shirt that was worn by her husband the greens at the Christmas table just it was it was so black and I loved it I loved it I loved it I love the representation and I love seeing that kind of representation on Lifetime because in the past that wasn't something that regularly happened so um I'm very happy that Kelly had a hand in making and producing these movies and I'm looking forward to the next installment now the last thing I wanted to share with y'all the last show that I wanted to um, share with y'all and encourage you to watch is actually on Apple Plus um, or Apple TV Plus, whatever they're calling it. It's called Swagger. Um, Ice Cube's son is in it, O'Shea Jr., as well as Mac Wilds, and there are a few other faces that I recognize, uh, but those are the main two that I that stand out to me. And oh, uh, Kovajane Wallace, she's also on it, which is the uh, the girl who was in Annie with um, Jamie Foxx. So, um, it's a show about these kids who play basketball. They have like a a basketball league outside of school, whatever like that, but they're teenagers. So they're eighth grade, they're in eighth grade, which is something that's highlighted. So this is, they're like, we got to get these eighth graders before they go to high school and they get tapped by these big brands and these big colleges or whatever like that. So the show touches on some heavy stuff and they do it in a phenomenal way. Um, I started watching it because of Mac Wilde's fine ass and <laughs> I did it when I was off for a week and I was like, I told myself, I'm just going to watch one or two episodes. Um, cause I think it was like eight or nine o'clock at night one night and I was like, I'm just going to watch one or two episodes. And if I like it, I'll wake up and I'll finish watching the rest of the available episodes. The next day I binge watched six episodes at night and these are hour long shows. Um, y'all it's good. It, so it starts at like right before the pandemic hit and it goes through, uh, it chronicles their life for that or through that. So 
uh, talks about how when we first started the mask mandate and, and they're at the point now where they're talking about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all that and how these kids are dealing with it and how they're have how they're not being treated as kids um, in certain arenas. So I highly encourage you to watch it, especially if you um, are a sports fanatic yourself or you know some sports fanatics or you just want to watch good TV. It's really good. Um, I feel like it's it's clean for the family, uh, for older kids at least. I don't know if I necessarily watch younger kids on there because they also talk about um, a few sexual assault in, uh, instances. But it's really good. It's a conversational starter. And I was not expecting <laughs> a show like that from Apple TV, which is weird because they have other good shows. So uh, I think I had... Um, what's the the therapist next door, or the one with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd? That's on my list to watch, uh, as well as Ted Lasso. That's also on there, and I wanted to finish watching C. But though Swagger, the production of Swagger is like that. The content of Swagger, uh, is what is not what I was expecting from that. So uh, from Apple TV. So encourage you guys to watch it. And I wanted to talk about one more thing or two more things um, before I wrap up today's episode. So last week or week before last, between the last episode and this one, uh, we saw the wrap up of Kyle Rittenhouse's trial as well as the trial for the murders of Ahmaud Arbery. And um, I have to say that I am disappointed, but not shocked with how Kyle's trial ended. Uh, He was absolutely coddled by that judge. And um, I felt like I saw better, (laughs) way better prosecutorial uh, statements from lawyers and law students on TikTok than I did from the actual prosecutor for that case. Um, And... Like I said, I was not shocked, but I was disappointed. And uh, I even had to tell some people after that who were prepping for mass riots in the streets and stuff like that. Those of us who understood the history of this country and those of those of us who have been following the case, we knew we knew it was going to happen and we were bracing ourselves for it. And so I told them, I was like, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think there's going to be the kind of um, reaction that they thought. And that was the case. I mean, people were disappointed, but it wasn't, we didn't take to the streets like, um, like what had happened before. Um, And I think that was partially because the trial for Ahmaud Arbery's murders was still happening. And um, I was pleasantly surprised at the, at the turnout of that case, um, we knew that they did it. They said they did it. I mean, as we were watching the trials, uh, they, the their answers. I mean, one of the guys was asked, did he have, did Ahmad have a weapon? He said, no. Um, he was asked if Ahmad was threatening them. He said, no. Um, he was asked if he, I'm paraphrasing. He was like, did you fear for your life? The guy said, no. Um, and so pleasantly surprised that they were convicted of murder and, um, 
but it's one of those people are like, well, justice is served. No, because it took media and mass uproar for these guys to even get um, arrested and <laughs> charged for this murder because local authorities weren't checking for these guys. It took the media stepping in. It took people stepping in to say, hey, no, these men murdered somebody. They lynched this guy and they need to face consequences. And it shouldn't have taken all of that. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have taken all that period. Like there's no, there's no other explanation. It shouldn't have taken all that. Um, so no justice wasn't served because the people had to step in who didn't need to step in, who shouldn't have had to step in. Um, so I want to encourage y'all to protect your peace in these upcoming months. Um, especially if you're going to be around family members and other people who have disrupted that peace in the past, whether it is at a holiday table, whether it is at a family gathering, a party at work, wherever, um, protect your peace and continue to fight for what's right y'all it's it's going to be hard it's been hard we know this but continue to fight for what's right and um I don't want to say enjoy the rest of your week because that's a weird way to end this but I hope you guys do enjoy the rest of your week and I think the next time I check in I will either be getting ready to head to Houston for Christmas or I will be in Houston for Christmas so I'll catch y'all next time bye